right? It's a person, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God himself. So are you practicing your spiritual senses? Are you practicing that place of relationship? Because as we talk, the more you hang out with someone, the better you come to know them. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I just don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit and teach you something and, it, and it's not being applied to your life. Either the Holy Spirit is real or he isn't. And so are you finding that you're starting to take time out or you're aware? Because the Holy Spirit is omnipresent because it's the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is everywhere. Though it's clear the Word says that he does it apart from us when we enter into places of sin. He waits outside. You go into a bar, you're going to enter into some sin. Holy Spirit is going to wait outside and says, well, I'll be here when you come back. But did you sense, can, are you learning? Because as I was speaking of the distinction of the character of the Father himself, I pray to the Father. I pray to Jesus. I welcome and draw the presence of the Holy Spirit, the three persons. Are you aware of the change of atmosphere in this building? Do you sense there's weight to it? There's substance to the presence this morning? Because sometimes you can walk in, and I think it was last week we really had to fight to break through, didn't we? But you could just sense the brooding of the Father and His presence. And that's the Holy Spirit giving us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Father is saying, revealing Jesus through all of this. And so that's why I'm hoping in these next days, weeks, and months, you keep moving into those places of relationship. Come to know the Holy Spirit. Talk to Him. And if somebody's watching you and there's nobody there, then they ask you, who are you talking to? Are you talking to yourself? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm coming to know him. I'm coming to know him. I'm coming to know him. And then we saw last weekend, which was really, really wonderful because the Holy Spirit, the Father was revealing the Holy Spirit according to the Word. Because anything that I say, anyone that preaches to you and it doesn't line up with the Word, then you need to really question what they're saying. Right. You mean to say you might not be the right preacher? No, but it's not the truth. Oh, the truth always lines up with His Word. Whatever comes out of that which is spoken by myself or the six or seven or ten other people that minister here, if it doesn't line up with the word, then you need to question it and you need to go to that person or come to me and say, wait a minute, that, that's not what the word says. Because yeah. I go back to that phrase, do you believe what you read or do you read what you believe? Because there's things that we say that we think they're in the Bible and they're not. Right. Cleanliness is next to godliness. There's certain things that there are truthful statements but they're not purposely or always aligned with the truth of the word. Amen? So last week we saw this invitation of coming to know who the person of the Holy Spirit was, but we also saw an activation. We saw a laying on of hands. And see, there are so many expressions of the laying on of hands. There's the commissioning. There's healing. There's Paul when he was speaking in Acts to the church in Ephesus. They've been baptized by John but they had not had the laying on of hands to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's activations, there's things that transpire. When Jesus asked the disciples after his death, 50 days later on the day of Pentecost, he says, wait for the power from upon high. 
That power is the Holy Ghost. It's a person. Amen? And so we saw activated so many things in the realm of the Spirit. Because of our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we have access because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And so there are times when someone will ask, did you tell pastor about me? Because it was like he was reading my mail. No, that's what the Holy Spirit's job is. He's a revealer. He knows the condition of the heart because spirit ministers to spirit, right? My intellect cannot reach into the heart or the spirit of a man. Only the Holy Spirit can. I can minister to your intellect through my intellect. But that was, intellect is what? Enmity. It's against the things of God, right? So whatever I try to bring forth in this mind is going to challenge the truth, which is Christ, the Word made flesh. Yes. Yeah. Okay, my boyfriend, when I was with for 33 years, Mm -hmm. he died in my apartment when I moved. Mm -hmm. Now, the preacher that was down here at the United Federal Christ Church, Mm You'll find that nowhere in here. Correct. But I do believe in ghosts Mm -hmm. because I do believe he is, his ghost is in my house. Okay. There is times I find a can of food knocked off the shelf. My trash can cover falls out of the trash can by itself. Mm -hmm. My uh, different things fall over without either one of us touching it. And then Kenny tries to go from one room to the other. Mm -hmm. His ghost, our Spirit is right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it really simple because there's a lot of things that we could express. Number one, his spirit is not with us. His spirit is either in heaven or hell. Okay. But familiar spirits will come as if it's him. That's what familiar spirits are. Okay. So that's why it's important for us to understand this relationship with the Holy Spirit because someone may tell you that his spirit is on your shoulder which is not a godly principle, which yeah, means... It did not... What the person was saying, I don't want to say the preacher was wrong, what the preacher was saying does not line up with truth. So that's what's important for us in this relationship with the Holy Spirit, to begin to understand. Exactly. Because she was probably concerned about you, and wanted to help you get through this difficult time. But what the Holy Spirit does is it allows us not just to walk through the difficult time, but to both learn through it and overcome it. Because the Word says when the seed falls to the ground, when Jesus fell to the ground, there was much that was produced out of that death. And so anytime we see a loved one and there's things that transpire around us, for those that have walked with the Lord that have Jesus in their heart, when that aspect of their life And Terry, you've experienced that a number of times. We've done her sister's funeral here. There's always the things that God desires them to take death and bring life out of it. And only he can bring life. The darkness can only counterfeit, which is God. So in turn, when we talk about laying on of hands and the places of being activated in the realm of the spirit, that's why it's so important. It isn't to be able to tell one's future like a fortune teller. There's times when God will allow us because your destiny is already inside of you. 
according to the word, you were foreknown in your mother's womb. And once you came into the relationship of Jesus inside of your life, who is now your Lord, now you have a predestination, meaning his word will be fulfilled in and through your life. Not like a fortune teller saying, well, I can see your future, so that's what it's going to be. God's word is determined in your and my life. In turn, that we begin to see this activation, this releasing. As I was saying, for Paul, many of those had been baptized by John, but they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit and then released. And so when we talked about having the men come forth this weekend, knowing that there was something special that God wanted to release them into, because it's already there. If we knew our beginnings, we would know our end. Okay, that's what the word says. So in turn, our end is the fullness of the son who walks into, according to the word, the fullness of the stature of Christ himself. That's what Ephesians 1 says. You're being equipped and trained up. All the trials and the temptations and the testings and the things that transpire in your and my life are to bring us to the fullness of the measure of Christ himself. When Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When that work is complete in you and I, we can surely say, if you see me, you've seen Jesus, because there's nothing left of me. My personality, my strengths, my charisma. No, it's his life. And so what I want to impart to you or make real to you according to the word, if you would turn to Luke chapter 4. Because what are our purposes in God? Some people just have walked with the Lord for a long time, and I don't know what my purpose is. What is my purpose in God? Now, this particular scripture references, it wasn't too long after Jesus had come out. Uh, Luke chapter 4. And we're going to start with verse 13. Because Jesus had just come out, he was baptized. The Holy Spirit sent him into the wilderness to be tempted in every way. And this is following his coming out. Amen? And I want you to listen to these words carefully because the time frame is probably different from what you think because we often run things into together. But what I'm talking about this morning is, is that as we begin to, as it was with um, Garrett and Nikki... Right? Jaden, Kirsten, Kirsten, all of those, we were just releasing that which was already in God's purposes and plan. But there's the voicing that then allows the ears to hear, and faith comes by hearing. And so when God begins to activate, He voices the things that are of purpose, they line up with the Word. Then they become alive, and you have something to stand on. Then when you begin to rehearse the things that were spoken either over you or things that were revealed through the word, you have a place to go back to and say, oh, that's what that means. That's what they were saying to me. Oh, that I can stand on. 
It isn't just somebody's opinion of what your life is supposed to be in God. And unfortunately, there's a lot of places that people will tell you what you want to hear to make you feel puffed up. But when God's word comes, it gives you something to stand on. Jesus says, I am the rock. Jesus was the word made flesh. It says, even if this world, this earth, be removed from under my feet, your word will stand. And it says, the word was with us in the beginning, who was Jesus. That's the power of this written word when it becomes alive, when it's quickened by the Holy Spirit. That's why that prayer was so important for Paul and to the uh, church in Ephesus, as I described. He described their love for one another and the love for the saints and the love for God. But there's something more. And that's where the prayer came in. I want the Spirit to make you alive. I wish God would grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation workings of the divine intimate knowledge of God himself. Not a picture on the wall, not this uh, story, but the person of God. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal that. Amen. And that's what's so wonderful this morning because when God wants to release the purposes of the men in this house, you're going to find it right here. It's not a denomination theory or doctrine. It's just not the needs of the church, right? It's not just to make all the men feel good. It's activating the Word of God in their lives by the laying on of hands in the corporate unity, if you will, of releasing. And how do we release? Because we have relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we've asked the Holy Spirit to release these words into the lives of those that we lay hands on. Amen? And we're going to go chapter 4 of Luke, verse 13. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him, being Jesus, until an opportune time. And have you been challenged by the devil in what seemed to be on opportune time? Not the time that you really expected it? But according to his plan, now... When the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him, Jesus, until an opportune time. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. He was baptized. The old man, 100% man Jesus, was then submerged. Then the new man came forth, empowered as a dove came down upon him, descended upon him, and the empowerment of God came upon Jesus. And immediately the Holy Spirit, and Jesus knew the Holy Spirit because he had relationship with the Holy Spirit, sent him into the wilderness. And Jesus said, yes. Amen? Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went all through all the surrounding area. And then he taught in their synagogues, being glorified at all of all. Or by all. Then he came to Nazareth. Now he left that area of the Galilee, and for those of you that just came back from Israel, if you got your little maps, then he headed to Nazareth, okay, where he had been brought up his childhood. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. 
And he was handed me, and Jesus was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Men, this is what we're talking about this morning. This is affirming, it's releasing, it's calling forth that which is already resident inside of you. That's the Spirit of the Lord is inside of you. There was a day of an announcement, if you will. It was activated in the natural realm, and it was activated in the heavenly realm. Amen? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and those who are the poor in spirit, those that have great need, and most of the time don't realize it. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. You know anybody that's captivated by their circumstances, by darkness, things in their life that have not always gone well and they've never been able to come out from underneath it? To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Is that natural? Or is it spiritual? Or is it both? Because those who do not know Jesus, talking of the spirit realm, they have a deaf and dumb spirit. They're blinded to the things of God. So guess what? They can't hear the Holy Spirit. They can't see the Father. They can't see the Son. They're deaf and dumb. They're blind. Remember, we're talking about purpose. To set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He then closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all of the eyes were fixed in the synagogue were fixed on him. And the reason why in the Old Testament you could never read out of context. He should have read the whole book of Isaiah 61. So there was already something wrong. He already broke the law. Okay? The laws of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, not God's law. And he began, being Jesus, to say to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Meaning it was released and activated. He was the first of many brethren. And once again, for those that don't rely on or regard the Old Testament, Jesus did not come to do away with the law. This has been fulfilled in your hearing because I'm that which has fulfilled the law. Completed it. Amen? So this morning when we're trying to allow ourselves just to continue to see this progression because it was just so wonderful to see last week with these young people going back to school. Now Nikki and Garrett going back to South or to North Carolina. This this Holy Spirit, this purpose, this empowerment. Why? Because we have a purpose in God. He surely wants us to enjoy life, obviously reproduce and have children. He wants us to be productive. He wants us to be able to bless. There are so many things. If you read Isaiah 61 and 62, you talk about your purpose and your future of the church and Israel, who we're talking about. That's it right there in a nutshell. And Jesus was the beginning, the first of many brethren to begin to walk out that fulfillment of Isaiah 61 and then turn going into Isaiah 62. And so when we're talking about an activation this morning and something special for the men, 
All it is is an appointed time. God said, this is when I want to do it. And it's resident inside of each and every one of you. And I just want to formally, being God, I want to, by the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, I want to release you into your purpose. And I want to establish. When Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, if you remember the scripture, Jesus said, and all the people were around, Jesus says, Father, I know you hear my prayers. But I'm praying essentially out loud for their sake. Knowing of my relationship with you. Lazarus, come forth. Our life is purposed to reveal the Father. Our life is purposed to reveal the Word made flesh. Manifested, demonstrated, healing, signs and wonders. But most of all, your relationship with the Father your relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because you and I are the only tangible evidence in the earth for physical people to see, to touch the substance of a living God. Because your and my life has continued to see the redemption process until we're complete, according to the Word, spirit, soul, and body. That's in the Word. Hello? That's in the Word. It isn't just the doctrines of the church. So in turn, as we begin to see our life purpose being released, it's a further step, if you will, that we can then have access to make a difference in people's lives. Look at your relationships. Look at people who come to you, that seek you out. Why do you think that is? Because you got a nice smile. Because you got money. Now the substance that's inside of you, there's a peace, there's a trust, there's a safety, there's something inside of you that people are drawn to. There's something different. And for those, us, that have had a past, and they see who you have known you for a long time, who you once were, and now they see a consistency in your life that's very different from who you were, then they're inquisitive. They're wondering, well, you're not going through AA. You might have been, but you're not anymore, and you're clean. You're not going through anger management. Okay? They're, they're watching your life. A living testimony, a story. And see, that's why the disciples had such great access, because they walked with Jesus. Those 12 and many of those that followed before his ascension, they could say that I knew him. But you know what? We can say that today. That's where our relationship is, that we know him. Kind of like the Christmas card with Santa Claus on the front of it. The movie Elf. I know him. And so that's the encouraging part right now for who we are as a body because we couldn't do this on our own. Again, being aware of the Holy Spirit as we came together as elders and deacons in our times of gathering, the Holy Spirit said, released, that the Father wanted to do this. So in turn, when God wants to do something, there's the empowerment to see it take place. 
You ever tried to do something on your own? Got a little bit ahead of God? And guess what? Didn't turn out the way you wanted it to? But then there's that time you started to do something. You thought, no, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm going to, okay, I'm going to wait. And then you wait, and then he says, okay, now. And so you go about what you're supposed to do, and guess what? It produces his life and his purpose of what he desired to do through it. Amen? I mean, just going to the hospital, I had to take Keith to, uh, up to Cravens, and Belinda sent me a text that Bob was, they were headed to the hospital. And for some reason, because he's a vet, they chose not to go to the VA, but they took him to Hitchcock. Well, it was the same time she was in the back of the ambulance texting me the same time I was about ready to take Keith up there. So the timing of God was precise. I've never met Bob. So she asked me to come in. So I asked him if I could lay hands on him and pray. And he had internal bleeding that uh, surgically was what was going to be required to cause it to stop. So we were able to minister to him, pray over him, lay hands on him, touch his physical body from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, and trust in God. The timing was precise. There's been how many? 20 times? 30 times that we've We've purposed to see God somehow intervene in Bob's life. And as I told Belinda, I don't want just healing. I want an encounter. Bob needs an encounter with God for a life change. That's the only thing of the pattern and the cycles that Bob has found himself in for so many years. The only change, because that's what happened with me, the only thing that was going to bring change was going to be an encounter. So then I had a chance to have coffee with her a little bit, talk with her, and then I headed back home. And then it was midway through the day. They had released him to the VA and the bleeding stopped. God's timing is precise. You're the instrument of his timing and his hand in the earth. The power from falling high isn't to make you more spiritual. Powerful upon high is to give you the empowerment, the empowerment of relationship. To come into the relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Father, and, the, and Jesus Himself. To where then you can be the demonstration of His life in the earth, in every relationship, everywhere you go, the grocery store, wherever that may be. All right. So after we're all finished praying over the men and stuff, we'll add that to it. Amen. So do you sense how wonderful this time is and this season of time? And it's just because it's for the men today doesn't mean that the women are excluded. Because the women have got the power of the Holy Ghost resident inside of you. But there was something that God had determined in his heart for the men of this house to do this particular morning. It's available to all of us all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. It's available to all of us all of the time. When Mary was pregnant with Jesus in the womb, and she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, and John, her son, was within the womb. 
who already had been filled with the Holy Spirit because of the contact of the Spirit of God who was in Christ Jesus in the, in the womb of Mary, little John leapt. He rolled up inside. He leaped with the power of the Holy Ghost inside Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit has no respecter of person or age. Amen? So as we begin to stand together and see the power of God voiced and released, then in turn, we know our purpose now. And if you ever have a question, because you can go further, there are even more scriptures related to your destiny. But that will give you a beginning purpose of saying, all right, to bring sight to the blind, to to speak to the oppressed, to the poor in spirit, be a voice of encouragement. You don't have to thump them over the head with a Bible. No, you have the Word. You are the Word made flesh. Christ in you, the hope of glory. All you got to do is, because I always just love to hold somebody's hand. Impartation is incredible. When somebody wants to just shake a hand, touch a shoulder, your hands are anointed. Who's inside of you? The power of God's inside of you. Touch a shoulder. Touch a hand. Bless you. Word of encouragement. That's your purpose. You have their address? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Then. Okay. Then you talk to uh, Jeanette after the service. Amen. Anything else that we should add, Kathy? Before we yeah, before we activate the men. Any questions, guys? Okay. You've been praying, haven't we? Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. That's awesome. Amen. See, that's influence. That's influence, because she's been really burdened for her family. Amen. Has Ben back there? Hmm? I'm going to go ahead and stop now, Ben.